Hello, 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 welcome. Welcome back to Second Breakfast, guys. How are we all doing today? It's been a while since I did one of these, actually. Started off with the different phases, but since phase four has been pushed back so, so feckin' often, I haven't really had a chance, and I've also been lazy as sin. So there's been a couple of uh, factors in there as to why I wasn't recording this second one. Um, Just back from the halls. Oh, like it was a break, but we were we were we were we were we were going. We did loads of sightseeing and stuff, and we cycled. Jesus, I've been telling everyone about this just because I'm so proud of myself. Um, we cycled from Westport to Mulrenny, and Mulrenny back to Westport, and that's a sixty k, sixty k, guys. Haven't cycled in years, haven't cycled in years, and the legs were falling off me. The arse was in a serious state of unwellness. It was just carnage, you know. Um, no, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, but back from the halls, back into work, and absolutely loving that, as I'm sure everyone does after holidays. Straight back into work, I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, just said, just you know, I wanted to do a, a second breakfast this week, and talk a bit shy, talk a bit of shite that's not related to movies, I suppose. And the topic that I'm going to be talking about this week, it was brought up, brought to my attention by Antishak Michal Martin um, in their announcement um, about the pubs and stuff. I, I'm going to talk about drink this week because I've had my own little revelations about drink as well, guys. And um, I just thought it was a, you know, instead of writing about it, I'm going to talk about it today and... You know, I've taken a, a small little break from the vlog just because of the holidays and stuff and being busy in work. I'm covering for um, one of the guys in work and it's a bit more complicated. Now, I have, and I'm very proud of myself, I have found a way that to make it that I'm doing actual less work. I am not doing that much work, but people think I'm doing a bit of work. And sure isn't that the fucking job, hey? Uh, people think I'm working... I'm sitting back, playing a bit of GTA, playing a bit of Rocket League, you know, going on TikTok, having an absolute ball. And then the manager comes on, he's like, well, how are you getting on? I was like, oh, swamped, swamped. Fuck, I haven't even been able to make a coffee yet. I'm sure I've already had three coffees, but he doesn't know that, does he? <laughs> but, um, you know... In all seriousness, welcome back to Second Breakfast. Um, I hope you liked the podcast on Monday about dystopian movies. Uh, as I said, if you have anything you'd like me to podcast about or write about, DM me. I'll put up a story on Instagram if people want to DM me there. DM me on Facebook, Twitter. Um, but this week, yeah, we're going to be talking about drinking. I'm going to be talking about like my kind of relationship with drink and reevaluating that. And just talking about the broader scope. So... You know, I'm not going to be preaching. I'm going to be throwing out a few uh, opinions, I suppose. So if that's not your bag, I'll check check back in with me Monday. Next week's podcast will be about uh, coming-of-age movies. But, yeah, if that's not your bag, come back Monday. If you want to hear me talk a bit of shite, tell you a few stories about me being absolutely rat-harsed all over the world, stick around for the next probably half an hour, 45 minutes. Um... And it's been a long time since I heard this because I haven't done one in so long. And um, 
Can't wait to hear this again, but here's Russ Gray bringing us in, Rusty Gray. You know the food for your soul, gotta feed your mind. You gotta know if you eating right. Gotta put yourself first, yes, let's address this. But while we're here, let's have a second breakfast. Right, so, welcome back, guys. Welcome back, as I said, to um, the second breakfast. So this week, we're going to be talking about drinking. Uh, you know, Michal Martin, the government have pushed back phase four again because of the um, rising cases in the last few weeks. Sorry, no, but the sound, let me just... Should be all right. How's that now? That's probably better. Um, So the government pushed back um, phase four again. To, I think it's the end of the month. I'm not exactly sure the 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 exact date. I think it's like the 30, 30th of August. There are 30 days in August. 30 days, September, April, June, and November, all this. 31 in August. Jesus, is, is that a bit of a shock to anyone else? 31 days in August. By God. Huh? There's fucking, you know, you, you, there's surprises every day, guys, isn't there? You know, if we just open our eyes and look around, you know, and learn something new every day. But anyways, the end of August. So, um, you know, and that's caused pretty much uproar and outrage um, in publicans that can't offer food to people. Um, you know, this is their livelihood, and it, I totally understand it. I'm totally on their side. I mean, I did see a few tweets going around. Um, one was one was good. It was, uh, you know, when did flatten the curve become totally eradicate the virus? And I know, like, we want to eradicate the virus, but I get it, like, you know, because cinemas are open. Um, fucking shopping centers are open. If shopping centers are open, then fucking pubs and clubs should be open. I was in shopping center in Dundrum there a few weeks ago. It was like a fucking cattle mart, and oh my god, the people wearing their masks. One fella had his mask, and there was not one fella. No, I don't want to tear that. I know he's a big fan of the podcast. You know, he used to <laughs> I don't want to tear that one fella in particular because he's a big fan of mine, and uh, you know we're great friends. No, but there was a few, there was a lot of people had their masks on and it was totally covering their mouth and their chin, but they're not their nose. And I was just like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's that's totally fucking useless now. And there was another woman I was walking around after my girlfriend and Zara, you know, just holding clothes. Just typical boyfriend stuff, guys. Hey, any boyfriends out there, you know... Any men in general who have ever been in a shop with their with a, a female mother, you know, sister, girlfriend, otherwise, you're going to be doing a lot of walking around and kind of having a look yourself, and eventually you become sort of a connoisseur of female clothes. <laughs> I don't know what road I'm going down there, but like a walking around, and this one in a mask with the mask on, fair enough, sidles right up next to me to look at something on the rack that I'm standing next to. And like, as in, like, as in, you know, I was trying to, it was, uh, if if I didn't know any better, I thought she was trying to fucking rob me or something. She was standing right next to me. And I was like, what's, there, there's still a one meter distance. If we abide by the actual rules, we'll all be fine. But it, back to the point of the matter at hand, if shopping centers can open, then why are pubs not opening? Like, do you know, it's, it's, um it's one rule, it's a rule for one it's a rule for all. It's 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 not. It's one rule for the pubs and the clubs, and another rule for everywhere else. Like you know, cinemas. There's you can separate. 
um, you know, shops, you can limit the people, but in shopping centers, you know, there's nobody policing where people are standing in them. It's up to people to understand. And I know that you have to allow people a certain degree of um, independence and, um, you know, you have to don't baby or belittle someone, don't believe someone's stupid. But, you know, we're talking about mass groups of people. They're not going to adhere to every single rule. Um, but yeah, so that's why I, I decided to talk about drink this week because of that. I think, you know, the pubs and clubs, certain pubs and clubs um, are going to, you know, they're going to close and going to be hitting the local economies in different places and stuff. So it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that the pubs and the clubs are getting, getting the brunt of it. Hopefully a bit of clarity comes out regarding them in the next um, couple of weeks. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it just keeps being extended. The this uh, phase four will be stuck in uh, perpetually in phase three, um, and then also when I was on the holidays, so we were in Sligo first, and we went to Mayo, and the first kind of two nights in, were in Sligo, and um, had a few pints the first night. Um, not that was grand, you know. I didn't do the dog in it, and then the Thursday night we went for food in the hotel. And we were residents, so we were allowed to stay in the bar as long as we wanted, as long as we stayed in our seats, you know, that was that was grand. And it's another way people are, you know, getting around it. And um, I had about six or seven pints, and I had a few cans beforehand. And all of Friday, then I was just, um, I wasn't sick or anything. But it was one of those hangovers that you just don't feel right for the whole day, you know, it's... You're you're operating at about sixty five seventy percent all day long. Like there's no, you're you don't feel right. You need to be constantly supplying yourself with um liquids, and shit food. You know you need grease and liquid, and it was just one of those ones that I just couldn't get out of the funk. And we went down a few different um, we went, so we were going from Sligo to Mayo that day, you know, and like all morning had the breakfast feeling fine but then we were going went through east ski and sligo um shout out to joanne shout out to brian and joanne but mainly joanne because she's from east ski brian you're not from east ski but can't really shout out joanne without shouting out you you know so shout out to joanne there from east ski and shout out to all the duffies from east ski. up east ski come on east ski but we were passing through east ski and i just feel like shit like you know and it was different, I was getting out of the car and the fresh air would work for a while and then I'd go into the shop and I'd feel like shit again and then I'd come back out and I'd get in the car and I'd feel like shit. Do you know, I was, I was in this purgatory of just feeling good and feeling bad all day and then we, we got to the hotel, Grand um, ordered in that night and just kind of chilled out in the hotel because we were wrecked from going, you know, we'd climbed Knocknaray that morning. And Saturday then I was feeling better but, you know, all day Friday... I did not feel 100%. And it just annoyed me because it's my holiday. It was our holiday, but, you know, I was ruining my holiday. I wasn't ruining, like, Kate's holiday, but I was ruining my holiday because despite being in, like, you know, going to the, is it Ross Lee Castle in Eastgate and all, it's un- like, just, you're looking right out onto the ocean, just looks unbelievable. Um, But I couldn't fully enjoy it because I was standing there looking at the sites, looking at the castle, unbelievable, I love history, I love, um, love Ireland and Ireland's views and Ireland's countryside, and then, I, but then I'd get a pang of like, 
heartburn or you know dry throat or something i'm like jesus christ i feel like shit so you, i couldn't really enjoy that day you know and it just it just annoyed me because that was my choice you know it was my choice to keep drinking i didn't stop after like two or three pints i kept going whenever your man came over like anybody i'm not you know i'm not a fucking bleeding heart or i'm not a martyr like you know but uh, whenever your man came over it's like, you guys okay i was like i'll have another pint of heineken don't be fucking looking at me where's the pint is the pint in your hand are you hiding the pint where's the pint why is the pint not on my table <laughs> but um <laughs> like that was you know and that was my choice but i'm just sick of feeling sick you know and i've been saying it for years like i mean i think every irish person um every not even irish you know i'm not but like every every young person who's drink who's drank to excess the night before always says to their friends or them you know text their friends the next day i'm never drinking again and we always go oh, that is a load of shit and i'm not saying that i'm never drinking again i obviously will i love the sesh the sesh loves me we are lovely families hashtag barney like i love the sesh and i love drinking and that's the thing that's in the last couple of months is i'm i'm finding beers that i actually like the taste of i'm not just drinking I'm not sitting at home drinking eight cans of Heineken, like, do you know? Or, nothing wrong with Heineken, but, do you know what I mean? I'm not drinking, it's just drinking lager. I'm drinking, like, Rosies. Oh, jeez, I love Rosies. Um, uh, what else is it? Um, do you know those McGargles IPAs and um, Pale Ales? I absolutely love those ones. And there's one from Aldi, uh, Lock Gill Brewery, um, native IPA. Like, I love them, and I love the taste of them. And they just, they're so nice. But I'm also drinking those to excess, you know. And that's just what I want to cut out and what I wanted to talk about today. You know, like, how did it get to that where I can't just sit down and have two cans? I mean, I can. If I really try, I can. But with me, you know, like, tonight, tonight, like, okay, so this is coming out Friday, but I'm recording this Wednesday evening. So tonight, Manchester United are playing um, Lask in uh, the round of 16 of the Europa League. And I think it's on TV. If it's not, but I'll, be, I'll be watching some soccer on TV again. Um, as an aside, guys, I'm absolutely loving the amount of games. It's like we're getting two World Cups. Like We have Europa League, Champions League. We had so many games in the Premier League and in the championship and now the league of ireland is back and i'm watching fucking <laughs> i'm watching australian soccer in the mornings <laughs> like this is like watching this is like having the olympics the the euros and world cup one after the other it's absolutely fantastic but anyways so tonight i'm going to watch um some form of sport and you know normally i'd have cans while watching it now weekday i am still working so i don't fucking do the dog on it but like, there's a chance now if I was to drink tonight, um, that I'd put away five or six, um, cans or five or six bottles, not a bother. Which is, and it's you know, I'm I'm not trying to come across as if that's a problem, and I think that's a problem. I don't. It's just for me, that's not good, because I can't just have two or three bottles, one or two bottles, and then call it night. I'm always like, turn to Kay and be like, oh, do you mind if I have one more there? As if it's a as if it's as if I'm like you know, I don't know fucking, as if it's a problem like you know I I want to stop that before it is a problem, before I'm drinking eight or nine bottles of rosies and waking up, you know absolutely just the stench off me the next morning. So like, 
you know, that just happened and I just, I'm sick of feeling sick, yeah? I know I've been rambling, I'm kind of making points and not making points. But that's why I wanted to talk about it today. And this might be a little too much for people or they might be like, geez, why is he telling us all this? Like, But it's just something I feel like I want to talk won't get off my chest. Because that's how I deal with things. Um, I was talking about this over the weekend. Um, like, you know, the way I deal with, the way I deal with, like, my, you know, anxiety, let's say, or th- thoughts that kind of make me feel anxious is I either write about them or I talk about them. Um, and writing is one that I've been doing a lot recently and doing all my life I suppose but you know I also like to talk about it and what what I do is I talk and I almost like I almost like argue with myself and you know so that's what I'm doing here now is I'm just and also it's just good for me just to get this off my chest and I hope that people don't think this is me pandering to an audience like oh he's so brave talking about drinking I'm just talking because you know I just want to talk about it. And, you know, I know that in Ireland we do have a, a binge drinking problem. Um, and I've, you know, participated gladly in that problem for the last, um, geez, what, age? yeah, 10 years now. And it's been a hell of a fucking decade, let me tell you that. <laughs> but I just, I just wanted, I don't want anybody to think that I'm doing this for like, you know, likes or emotion. I'm only doing this because I want to talk about it. I think it's interesting. And also, you know, it's a bit of a discussion and this is open for discussion. Like if anybody wants to like comment or if I, sh- if they want to suggest a, a counter podcast, I think that'd be cool too. But anyways, um, first of all, first thing we're going to do there is um going to talk about like my kind of journey with drinking i'm going to do that then going to do a few facts and figures from studies um that i was reading today and then also just like a few kind of questions that i could you know could open it up to not an audience like yes the audience but also open it up to like a kind of a counter argument or a discussion and as I said, like maybe further podcasts down the line could do a few more and talk about it and have people on and stuff. Um, but first of all, so like like many people, like most most Irish teenagers, I started drinking as a teenager. Like most Irish people, I started drinking as a teenager. Um, I was kind of a late starter now. I started at 16. Just started drinking at 16. Um, a lot of my friends were probably drunk for the first time before 15 or at the age of 15 um i knew a few people who you know started drinking at 13 14 12 one person told me one time i couldn't get my head around it. but started drinking at 16 and my first time being drunk was down in um, blarney um in like the abandoned little security hut off the the old hotel um absolutely unbelievable crack i had a nagging and uh coke and coca-cola for anybody who's gonna be like you're doing fucking coke when you're first drinking you're a fucking legend man it's like i'm fucking bumping keys there down the hut <laughs> gives a bump there um so nagging and uh coca-cola tm um <laughs> and i i'll actually never forget it like i actually will never forget the first time 
I was drunk because it was probably the drunkest I've ever been while being like lucid and there, you know, like I've blacked out and been fucked so many times since that I don't remember. But this is probably the drunkest I've ever been while remembering it. It's like I just remember standing there and like, I don't know who I was standing next to now, was it maybe... I know who it was, maybe Alex or Luke or someone. Um, shout out to the boys, Alex, Neil, Luke, Jeffrey. I don't know why I'm giving away everybody's names. Like, <laughs> sorry, Alex, um, and Luke, absolute legends. But I remember just standing there and just my head was spinning. Like, head was absolutely spinning, but it was the best crack ever. Like, you know, everything was happy. Everything was, everything was just great. You know. Um, from there, like we kind of migrated onto like the Blarney Woods. We migrated onto the trail, um, just having great crack drinking out there. And then you know, obviously, eighteens and nineteens. Um, my drinking probably like everybody else went up. You know, went up a level in college. You know, just took it to a whole new level. Like, um first year you're getting to know everyone getting a good group of friends end up drinking most nights of the week second and third year i was drinking four nights a week i'd say coming home on the weekend um and if i stayed up on the weekend was just going drinking with whoever was around uh i remember one time in third year um just drinking for like two weeks straight around my birthday and you know, not going to college at all. Well, maybe going to college a bit, like, you know, going to tutorials and stuff, but not doing much. Um, And then in fourth year, I kind of kind of got my head screwed on a bit tighter and finished out and graduated with a degree, thank fuck. But for a while, like, uh, you know, I didn't know if that was going to be possible just because I was drinking all the time and I wasn't really giving a shit about anything else. Um, America, no, I kind of was taking the piss over there. I know as, you know, and as I say this, I I don't, I just, I had the best crack of my life, like with people in college and people in Blarney and people in America while drinking, but I'm only, you know, going through this myself because I just know that I was taking the piss. Like, you know, there's, um, in America, I started blacking out a lot and, I missed work. No, there was one time, all right. <laughs> we were playing um, Waterford. Uh, I played with Westmead, New York over there. My uncle was over the team and my brother Connor was on the team and everything like And um, I remember, you know, I lived with a few boys on the team. Oh, it was great crack and we were all fairly close, you know. And I remember one Sunday we played Waterford and we lost. Um, we got, we lost in the semi-final and... Um, or was it? Yeah, no. So we, yeah, we lost and we were knocked out of the main championship, but we were still in like the kind of losers championship, the shield. And we all went out on the Sunday night. We were all in meant to be in work the next morning at seven. Um, And I think all of us, bar two people from the team, missed work. <laughs> few people got fired. Few people got like last warnings. Um, I was given a warning. It was the funniest thing ever. Like, you know, we all, I remember like, Myself, um, my brother and a few others went to a movie in up in Ridge Hill. Um, I, we were all meant to be working. We were all Monday afternoon at two o'clock going to watch Dunkirk. <laughs> like we just drank the fucking arse out of it. But, you know, that's not, um, you know, that's funny. But when I look back on that now, I feel a tiny pang of shame about missing work. 
do you know what? Like, I do understand how funny it is, and it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. I kept my job. We all kept our jobs and everything. But, you know, it still is kind of like a little mark of embarrassment on me personally, just because I just, you know, I just felt embarrassed afterwards. And, you know, you know, got in work the next day fine and had a good few years working there. Like, but, uh, you know, just <laughs> that was outrageous. And then kind of towards the end, I was blacking out a good bit. Like I lost the phone one night. I smashed my head off the ground one night. Um, the one of the boys, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny has a video of that, absolute twat, like, um, and I remember going into work, and I had to cut my head or whatever, and the families, I, I knew them all by then, this was like September, October, so I was working in the building about um, five months, six months at this stage, so I was well known by all the re- all the residents, and, you know, they, I, I knew all of them, and there was one family went by, and a um, lovely family, um you know, mom, dad, and a baby girl, and I think there was a new a newborn coming or whatever, a baby on the way, and they were and they were like, "Oh my God, Keen, are you okay?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm fine." Jeez, you know what happened was I was I was in the house, and I hit my head off the door, and I just had to get this plaster on. Don't worry about me, honestly. No, I just you know woke up delirious last night with tiredness after the night shift, and they're like, "Oh my God, you know you do have a lot of crazy shifts. I hope you're okay." And then they walked away, and then the dad walks back, and I was like, oh, he must have forgotten mail. He goes, hey, what happened? You fu- you were drunk? You were fucking drunk, weren't you? You fell? You fell where you were drunk? And I was like, yeah, I fucking did. And he was like, man, that's crazy. All right, have a good one. <laughs> it's like, I was like, why did I tell him? Sure, look, it was a bit of crack anyways. But, um, you know, like, I, I look back on that, and I think that's funny, but at the same time, I'm like, I could have lost my job, you know? If if he went and told my manager, it was like, that you know that um that um that doorman was drunk last night and he fell like i don't trust him down there i don't like him i could have lost my job and that gives me a little bit of embarrassment as well um so america i kind of took to another level again and when i came home i wasn't blacking out anymore but i was still drinking to excess you know and i was drinking um you know just just drinking because there was nothing else to do like you know I was seeing my friends again we're gonna go out and drink um and then whenever I we did go out I'd always get absolutely hammered like you know now you know myself and Dave Kelly Sarah and Kate would have just the best nights out anyways so like I don't regret drinking but you know it's just why did I have to drink so much and then most recently I've just been feeling sick and hung over all day um is just it's not sitting right with me you know I'm wasting whole days because because I can't stop myself from reaching for another bottle and it's not like I'm drinking every night you know but it is a problem when every Friday your little body clock at three o'clock goes do you feel that do you feel that in the air do do you see do you hear that do you hear the clock do you hear the clock chime three it's time for a fucking beer. It's like, no, it's not, like, you know. And I just want to say before I go into, like, the rest of this podcast is, like, I still love a good drink, like, and I love a sesh. So, like, I'm not going to start. And there's going to be times after this when I drink to excess as well. But the first step for me is kind of, you know, identifying where I need to work on. And it's it's the same with every it's the same as working on my temper before, and still and working on my 
kind of tendency to overthink things you know i've identified it which is great now i need to work on it and at least i have it in my mind so that i can stop and you know work on that still so like you know like the next thing i have here now is reevaluate my relationship with drink um you know i know recently i've started caring more about the taste but I'll still keep drinking, so I've identified that. That's something I'm going to work on, you know. I mean, and if I, you know, my next note here is, if I know that I will feel shit all day tomorrow, then why do I continue to drink to excess? And that's fair enough, but also, like, the, you know, the, the fucking catch when you do there is the drunker you get, the less you care, and you're like, oh, my God, I just want more of that, like, you know. And it's the same when, I think it's the same when you're out, and you're like, oh, my God, I have work tomorrow. And they're like, I ah, just have one more pint there. Have one more pint. Have a shot. We're going. Sh- we're doing shots. Then you can go home. Then you can stop. We'll do this shot. You go get food after you go home. That's fine. And then you have the shot or you have the drink. And you're like, ah, fucking, I'll have fucking one more. I'll have one fucking more drink, man. <laughs> um, you know, and also a thing that um, I don't want, not that I don't want, but something that I, I noticed or something that I realized as I thought about this for the last few days was that, like, you know, with, with past girlfriends, I used to get angry very easily and, and jealous when drunk. And, like, you know, the next day I'd be the typical guy, like, oh, I'm so sorry, I was just so drunk. Oh, I was the drink did it to me, you know, and I, I'd apologize, but I'd be using the drink as a crutch. I'd, I wouldn't be fully owning up to it. Now I have... um I have owned up to that now and I have cut that out, you know, and I've, uh, for the most part, you know, um, the jealousy stuff definitely I've cut out, but the getting, you know, annoyed or angry at little things I'm trying to work on. And it, but that's with everyone, you know, and it's just with, it's, and it's the last, I don't want to use the drink as a crutch. That's, you know, that's me as a person as well, I suppose. I just have to work on being more patient and um, a little less uppity about stuff, you know, but. Jeez, this is getting very personal. <laughs> but, you know, do I want to allow myself to be that guy as well? And not putting the blame on the drink, but it is obviously a factor in that, in me being that guy, like, you know, and I just remember being, you know, using that as a crutch the next day. Oh, I'm so sorry, I was very drunk. Or like, you know, after having an argument with a friend or, you know, one of the lads in college and kind of laughing off going, jeez, I was fucked last night, lad, you know, not really apologizing at all, but using the drink as the be-all and end-all of like, ah, sure, he was fucked last night. And it's something I don't accept from people, other people, so why should I accept it from myself, you know? Like, you know, in the past, people have, you know, done stuff to me under the guise of drink, and then the next morning or the next day, they'd be like, oh, so drunk, like, like last night, oh my God, crazy. And I've stopped accepting that now as as kind of, um, you know, apologies or way of apology. So why should I offer that to other people, you know? That's something I'm proud of myself for identifying and working on, but I also have to keep working on it, you know, because you can't slip back into it either. But that's kind of my journey so far with drink. And I'm hoping to kind of have a more respectful relationship with with, uh, with drink and alcohol um, in the future. Because I just think, you know, if I could go back to that, the first time being drunk and, you know, everything being just fantastic, you know, 
it'd be fantastic you know it'd be great but drinking to excess erases that um and i'll talk a little bit about that now in 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 a short while about um drinking mental health and suicide and stuff but you know if you go go back and bottle that first time being drunk with all your friends it would just be oh like an elixir a golden elixir but anyways let's talk about some facts and figures guys because you know there are some alarming studies being done that are that have been done about um drinking in Ireland and we've all heard these studies like in school and everything you know we've all watched videos where they're like oh you know you shouldn't drink did Damien drank and he ended up um dropping out of school or what's it, you know Samantha drank and she got pregnant and all you know this fella drinking that one drank and all this and it's like okay you know that that's that's life like you know but you know they're not going to show us studies when we're younger because we're not going to fucking remember and if they did should should show studies i didn't remember but um there was a 2016 study done um did i take down who fucking did it um it was in an article in the independent anyways in 2016 and it surveyed um 1470 teenagers in ireland um between the ages of 13 and 18 and 25 percent of these teenagers drank by the age of 13 so that's a quarter three quarters 75 percent drank by the age of 16 uh 13 percent drank in or smoked in the last month and 16% gambled in the last month, you know. Um, there was a 2019 study done by the Western Regional Drug and Alcohol Task Force in Galway, Mayo and Roscommon. They surveyed, excuse me, 4,515 to 16-year-olds. And I know that's one area, but we'll just take it for the whole island, you know. So out of these 4,500 um, teenagers, 77% had drank alcohol. Um, so that's, you know, nearly, you know, just over three quarters had drank alcohol by the time they were 16, which is similar to the, the 2016 study. Uh, 30% had drank alcohol by the age of 13. Um, an interesting statistic now in this one was uh, 32% agreed that it was important to drink to be part of the group. So peer pressure, basically. Um, so 18% had tried cannabis and between 2 and 4% had tried ecstasy. Now, I don't know, um, I don't think many of my friends had experimented with any hard drugs before we were 18 or college anyways. Like, you know, definitely not when we were all hanging around the fields. Like, that was just pure and utter drink as many bottles as you could before you had to go home. Because if you were caught, you weren't out again for another while, you know. Um, you know, according to, also according to alcoholireland.ie, People who drink before 15 are four times as likely to develop alcohol dependence than someone who starts at the age of 20. Now, I don't know many people who started drinking after school. I mean, I know a few who didn't really drink that much uh, or didn't drink until they were like 18, you know. Um, But the vast majority of my friends, we were drinking before maybe just start a fifth year. Now, we didn't go a while, like, it wasn't like every weekend, but I do remember over the summers, that was when it would kick off, and then when the 18th started, sure, everyone was drinking, it was absolute carnage, like, great crack. Um, You know, before talk about kind of mental health and drink, I just wanted to kind of talk about, like, why do we start drinking? 
you know, that statistic there from the Western Regional Drug and Alcohol Task Force from 2019, that 32% of those 4,500 teenagers agreed that it was important to drink to be part of your group. Now, looking back, I would agree, I would agree with that, like, that I, I, not that I agree that you have to be part of the group, no, but I'm, that's, I'm 26, I'm not a fucking 15 year old anymore. You know, peer pressure, whether it's overt or kind of, you know, subtle, um, is, is a massive thing as a teenager, we all know that, you know, I mean, sure, the amount of things we bought, we bought as teenagers, or let's say our parents bought us, or we got handed down to us, um, we got those things because our friends were doing them, you know, I mean, I remember I got the Xbox 360, because all the lads had Xbox, but sure, I had a PS2 before that, and I loved the PS2, but I got the Xbox because the lads were getting, that's just a small example, um, I do remember the lads had been drinking it maybe a couple of months before I started. Um, and I was like, no, you know, I was holding off for a hold off for a good while, and then everyone was drinking. I was like, sure, you know, what's the harm? Everyone's doing it. All the lads are still still going training on Saturday, still playing matches on Sunday. You know, it's not doing them that much harm. Do you know? So peer pressure is definitely a big thing. Like, I mean, you're trying to impress the lads. And then, you know, the the longer it goes on, and then you hear the stories of, oh, my God, your man drank eight cans of druids last night. Ripped the fucking stomach off him, man. No way, did he, uh, did he, did he drink eight cans? Well, I know a fellow who, draw, who drank 12 cans. And he was fine. He got a stomach pump, but he was fine. 12 cans, was it? No, jeez, yeah, I, I heard a can. Of, I heard a fellow who drank a fucking slab of bottles, 24 bottles, 24 bottles of bud. Yeah, got him in Tesco. Yeah, savers deal, eleven euro for twenty four bottles. He drank them all. Drank them all. No way, man. I I know a fellow who drank twenty five bottles actually and smoked a pack of cigarettes as well. Fucking hell, fair play to him. Yeah, fair play to him. Like there's, it's all that. Like you know, you hear stories, and I know like there was a few times you know everyone everyone got sick like you know, but there was a few times where you'd keep drinking the next day, you'd be the talk of the town. Not the talk of the town, but the talk of your friend group. And you, you'd, you'd nearly feel proud, like, you know. Jeez, Dalton drank fucking two naggins and... Two naggins straight and four... I, that was a big thing for a while, drinking naggins straight. Like, we're fucking idiots. <laughs> like, you know, that was a big... It was You're trying to impress the lads and you're trying to, like... You might be trying to impress a girl who's out as well, or a boy, or, you know, whatever you... Whoever you're into, you're trying to impress like um, you know your crush or whatever. You know, for me, like let's say someone was out that I liked, and you'd be out and you'd be kind of like you wouldn't know what you'd be doing. You'd be drinking bottles, like staring at her. <laughs> you wouldn't know what to do, like. But you know, as I said, like the more people that went drinking, there was less people just doing nothing. Like it was either it was either um, drinking for me or going to the cinema, and you know. I had kind of two different, not two different friend groups. They had intermingled a bit, but like, you know, had the Blarney lads and then um, the lads I go to the cinema with or hang around town with. And, and then the odd time, those, you know, you go drink with one group and drink with another group or whatever. But, um, you know, eventually everyone was just drinking. Like, that was the plan. You weren't going to town just to hang out. You were going to town to get someone to buy you a nagging and get drunk and walk around town all day. Um you know, another reason why, why do we start drinking is there's nothing else to do, like, you know, after GA and cinema, there's actually nothing much else to do in Ireland, like, and especially, let's say, in Blarney, 
there was the youth club um that was started in transition year um by you know the other transition year class and that was going for a while but like you know it didn't it didn't represent or didn't present enough of an opportunity to do something other than drinking you know all the lads were going drinking so that's what you were doing you know or you'd organize drinking or someone would organize a session and that's what would happen like you know there you know there was no if there you know you'd be meeting up with the lads during the week tuesday and thursday going training you might have a match on the weekend and maybe on the saturday you might um you might have you might go drinking with the lads and that that's kind of your social life from the age of 15 16 on like you know now i do believe that those are the main things like though no matter the your age or area you grow up in you know that's how you start drinking like someone is someone else is drinking peer pressure like maybe an older brother or, or someone and they they're like oh sure come out with us or whatever you know and, you know that's that is how it starts though you know there's nothing else to do you might as well drink if someone can get you drink and it's easy now why do we drink to excess that's that's another that's a whole other kettle of fish that i'm not fucking boiling for you like because i don't know the answer i mean it's what we've always done is that why you know, from from day dot, from 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 you know D day, from when you take your first sip of alcohol with with your friends, and you drink to excess that night, and you get sick, or you know you go home, you wake up the next morning, you have your first hangover, and you're like Jesus Christ, what have I done? You know, is it because that's what we've always done? And then you go to college, and everyone else is getting fucked up because nobody knows each other, and nobody's comfortable enough talking to someone sober to get them to get to know them well what we've always done you know is it because what we see on tv i took that down as a kind of a question for myself maybe when we're younger like because the only representation of people being drunk on tv is when they're absolutely fucked um and especially around 15 16 like we were watching a lot of uh jersey shore geordie shore and they were getting absolutely mortal get absolutely mortal up the team on on tv and maybe that's just what we saw and we we're like jeez that's what they do it looks like great crack gaz is having sex with every fucking girl that he sees that's unreal like that you know and you that's obviously another kettle of fish like the uh another kettle of fish that i'm not going to boil for you do you like my phrase i know i said it a minute ago but i wanted to say in the voice you know that's that's um is that is it because it's what we see um on another level the older we get and the more we binge drink and to lead into my next point, next point is it unhappiness? Is it, you know, is it unhappy? Is there a level of unhappiness under us, under us, especially if you continue to binge drink all the time? Like, you know, are we trying to fill the void? Like, you know, we're not really taught about that le- that part of drinking. Like, we're just taught facts and figures. Like I was just going on about. But we're not taught about the realness of it, like, you know, like the fear the next day or the the two-day fear after you turn 25. It's fucking real, guys. Like, you know, if two days are just feeling like absolute shit, the first day is the sickness. The second day is the anxiety. And you're like, oh, God, oh, no, what did I say to her the other night? What did I say to him? What did they say to me? Why did I do this? Why did I get up and dance on the table? Everyone was laughing at me. They weren't. They were fucked. They just don't fucking remember it either, like, but, you know is there a level of unhappiness there and you know that as i said that leads into this next point like alcohol is a depressant you know like people who binge drink are people who 
um, you know, drink to excess have a worse, um, you know, a, a negative mental health. Uh, let me, I can't, re- let me rephrase that. So there was a 2014 study, the Health Research Board's National Alcohol um, Diary Survey, and they found that in 18 to 24-year-olds, those who participate in monthly binge drinking, or it's 18 to 24-year-olds who mainly participate in monthly binge drinking and harmful drinking. Uh, like, I would say 18 to 30. You know, that's the main age. Because, you know, there's a lot of that going on as well. But also, you know, in those... In those um, in that age group, let's say 18 to 30, 18 to 35, let's say, those who binge drink, um, there's strong links between excessive drinking and suicide and also between excessive drinking and poor mental health. Now, I know that um, suicide is the leading cause of death in, in young men between the ages of 15 and 24. But in men and women between the ages of 18 and 35, those with poor mental health and you know tendency suicide you know excessive drinking doesn't help that and i'm not saying that that's the only cause there's obviously other causes and other things going on and there could be chemical imbalances that they're just naturally predisposed to depression but there is a link there the more you drink the shitter you feel and the more you drink, the more you could open up your mind to the possibility of taking your own life, especially, you know, ages between 15 and 24, young men. Um, and it's unfortunate, but we're not taught enough about drink, like, in school or as we're, you know, younger. We're not taught enough about it, about the real negative effects of it. Like, I think, and I'm not being funny, no, I know this sounds like a fucking laugh. Not this bit, but the one I'm about to say, um, you know, that they should talk about the fear. They should talk about the fear and just the the, the anxiety that you get from drink. Because what I've gotten over the last kind of couple of years, it developed in college, um, maybe in second or third year in college, and it's kept going on. And it's only recently that I've, you know, attributed it to drink is the anxiety you feel like, you know, for the rest of the week. If you if you've gone on a bender all week, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're kind of feeling a bit paranoid, like, aren't you? You are feeling a bit paranoid. You're feeling a bit antsy and stuff. So, you know, you know, if 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 young people were taught about that, I think there'd be less people binge drinking. Honestly, like I, I do think there has to be a more modernized approach. You can't go into a classroom a second or third year classroom with a load of facts and figures, you're going to bore the shit out of those kids, like, they're only, you're only going to drive them to fucking drink, literally, like, you know, um, if you go in and say, like, you know, if you want to drink, try and drink with someone responsible, try and drink with, like, you know, have a few drinks with your parents and see how you feel or something, and I know saying to, your, saying to kids in your school, like, oh, go drink with your parents, they'll be like, fuck off, fuck off, no, you tell me what to fucking do, you know, like, I, I, I do think if you tell them the realness of hangovers, like, you know, like, don't be telling them, like, oh, you know, you're, if you drink, you'll be more predisposed to this and this, and you might be, you know, poor mental health, and you, you know, you can't drink before the age of eight. like, that doesn't mean a shit to me, but if you, if you came to me when I was 14 said, right, 
if you drink you're going to spend all of the next day getting sick you're going to spend all of the next day questioning every single decision you made last night you're going to spend all of the next two days asking and seeking reassurance for your from your friends and they're going to get sick of you and but they're not going to get sick of you because that's the anxiety talking and then you're going to build a little bubble around yourself and say oh they don't like me anymore when they do when they're going through the exact same thing as you you're going to through, go through that every weekend for the next 10 years until you finally realize you should probably cut it out as much as you do um like i th- i do think that would work i think that would be better than what we got cuz i can't can barely remember what we got taught in school about it i remember seeing that fucking short film about your man who dropped out of school or got in trouble for drinking or drugs or something i don't even know what he did he's a f- he's a faceless he's a nameless face in my in my my deep dark memories but i do think go in and tell kids about the fear and tell them about you know how you, you you get paranoid after all this and talk about the mental health aspect and that some people are predisposed to, you know, negative mental health impacts from drink. See what happens then. Or else, you know, definitely, and I read something about a store or some paper and they were, you know, they're trying to get the price of drink raised. And I know that's very annoying for adults who are drinking, but it would deter kids because it's so easy to get kids drink, you know, get teenagers drink. I remember, like, all we'd have to do was ask one of the lads' older brothers, he'd get it for us. Or one of the girls had, like, um, an older boyfriend or something that would buy us drink, and it was like, grand, yeah, we're all, we're all drinking straight away. Um, Kind of the last thing is, like, next steps for me. It's just kind of watch myself, like, you know. Like, I'm sick of feeling sick. Don't want to feel sick anymore. Is, does that mean I got, I got to cut out the drink or is that just mean I got to treat it with more respect than I am giving it? I think it's the latter. I think I, I need to just kind of have my one or two and that's it and stop drinking seven or eight bottles because I have seven or eight bottles there. There's no need for it, you know? Um, And that that's it, guys. You know, uh, just thanks for listening to me. Uh, this has gone on a bit longer than I thought, but... You know, I'm 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 happy with that. Um thanks for listening. As I said before, this was not uh um you know this is just me talking out loud and airing out my own feelings and helping myself. It's quite selfishly helping myself, I suppose. So if anybody stuck through to the whole thing, thanks very much for listening and I hope that maybe even a couple of my stories or a couple of my thoughts have resonated with you. And you've had a good time, bit of crack. There's a few funny stories in there. Thanks so much to everyone for listening. Um, you know, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Happy Friday. Have some beers if you want, and don't if you don't want. Here's Rusty Gray playing us out. Bye bye. Uh, this is nothing that you've seen before. Yeah, this is not something for the green sea low. This is something that we need dope Reviews of the movies, favorite TV shows Or take you lit talks about life That's just in second breakfast Two themes in one podcast huh, This man is restless He got just what you seek in Scrambler He is the wrath peaking Rambler